How do we live victoriously when life is changing? When things are coming at us so fast, our stress level is high, and we really seem to have no control. When we go to the book of Joshua, everything in the life of the Israelites is about to change. Everything for Joshua is about to change. He has gone from being Moses' right-hand man, and now he is the commander, the leader in charge of this nation, this nation who's moving from the wilderness into the land of promise. And when we begin in Joshua chapter 1, looking at some principles that we can apply to our own lives when life is changing, God is giving this personal word to Joshua. He is looking into Joshua's eyes and he's saying, Joshua, be strong and courageous. He says that to Joshua three times within the first nine verses. Be strong and courageous. They're military terms. It means to stand firm, to be steadfast, to let your mind be attached. That no enemy can overtake you as long as we are connected to God. The last time we were together, we talked about the promises of God are true. When any time that life is changing or we are going through a difficult season, it's a call for us to exercise faith and trust in the character of God. And the first thing that God tells Joshua, you can trust are the promises of God. They're, they're true. They're still true for you and I. And we talked about so many of those promises But the second thing that we look at in this little short passage of Joshua chapter 1, in verses 7 and 8, the principles of God are right. In verse 7, he says for the second time to Joshua, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Joshua is commanded for the second time to be strong and courageous. But when we look at that little verses in 7 and 8, we see the words law and the law of Moses and everything God has commanded. And we tend to bristle a little bit at the word law, because we tend to think of it as a list of rules to follow. And yet when God is speaking to Joshua, he is giving instruction. He is teaching. He is not giving a list of rules. It is a higher, more noble mindset than just keeping rules. It is becoming all that God wants them to be and learning to walk with that willing, submissive, obedient heart. Not just compliance, but obedience. And the ultimate goal of obedience is always freedom. There was a school in inner city Chicago decades ago, and the children would go out into the playground to play, and there was this tall, ominous-looking fence that surrounded the playground. And educators are always striving to do things better and to to benefit students, hopefully. And they looked at that ominous fence and they thought it was frightening to the children. And they, they decided to take the fence down so it wouldn't seem so scary. But what they noticed is that when the children went out to play, they hovered as close to the building as possible. That fence was their protection 
When God gives us guidelines, he gives us rules, he gives us his word of how he desires for us to live and he wants us to obey him. It is not to to cripple us. It's not to take something valuable away from us. It is to lead us into a life of freedom. He wants us to have this life and have it abundantly. He wants us to play on every inch of the playground. He wants us to be all that we can be in obedience to him. He says, don't turn from it to the right or the left. Stay on the path that I have chosen for you. Stay on this path that I have given you in my word. Don't let it depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. That is not just getting into God's word or having a little 10 minute quiet time or reading it. It is letting God's word change and soak and saturate our lives. I have said this before, but it is the primary tool that God will use in your life. It's the word of God. And be careful to do according to all the law. This is not a cafeteria style life. It's not where we just get to pick and choose what is comfortable or easy or what our personality leans toward. It is to do all of the law, not just the easy parts. But when we look at the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is empowering us to live in the way that God has commanded us to live. We are not just out there doing it on our own, in our own strength, just trying to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, just doing the best that we can. Yes, he has given us promises. Yes, he has given us commands, but he is going with us. Years ago, I was traveling with my mom and dad, and we went to our denominational convention. I believe at the time it was in Atlanta. And there was a group of people at that convention that were protesting our presence there. And my mom and dad and I pulled up in a taxi, and we were about to walk into the convention, but we had to walk through this very angry, yelling mob of people, and I was terrified. And my daddy looked at me, and he gave me some very good advice. He said, Jennifer, don't look, keep walking. And I thought, okay, I can do this. This is great advice. I can get out of this taxi, and I can do that. But the interesting thing is my dad didn't just dump me out on the sidewalk with great instructions. He got out with me. He walked beside me. He put his arm around my shoulder, and he walked through that crowd with me. His presence was there enabling me to follow his instructions. God is not just giving us rules to follow and say, just do the best you can, honey. He's saying, I am living in you. I'm not just with you. I am in you through the person of the Holy Spirit, empowering you to live as I have commanded you to live. What's the result of living that way? Yes, it's freedom, but but. God says to Joshua, you will have prosperity and success. And oh, how we like those words, but be very careful. In the Hebrew, the word prosperity means to become mighty and to push forward in battle. When we are living according to the principles of God, we move forward into the land of blessing and forward to the, we live, look forward to living this victorious life in the land of promise. We are moving forward into God's plan. And when he says you will be successful or you will have good success, in the Hebrew, it is understanding because you have applied knowledge. Not only do you know what God says, you have applied it to your life and therefore you have a successful life. It has nothing to do with our health, our wealth, our bank account, our relationships. It just has everything to do with moving forward in the plans that God 
has for us. This abundant life that Christ has promised in John chapter 10, 10, I have come that you would have life and have it more abundantly. It is directly linked to our obedience to the word to, to the word of God. I saw this principle just lived out in front of me years ago. We lived in Tennessee and, and my late husband had a friend named James and James was coming through town and he called us and asked if he could stop. And we said, oh, certainly we were so glad to see him. He came in, we visited for a while and then he said something unusual. He said, can I take my dogs out of the car and run them in your yard? Well, first of all, we didn't know he had dogs in the car, but he had a big suburb and he had the windows down and there were three huge Labrador retrievers in the back of that suburban And I thought, oh, no, this is going to be a a catastrophe. It's going to be awful. Yes, we had this huge backyard, but there was no fence. And we had a dog, and her name was Tuffy, and and we had to always keep her on a rope because she was always in the neighbor's yard or the neighbor's trash. She was always doing something ridiculous, and we had to always have her confined. And so when he said, I've got three big dogs, and I want to run them in your yard, I just thought, this is going to be awful. But my husband said, oh, sure, you can run those dogs in our yard. And so we followed James to his suburban. He opened the back of that suburban and there were those three wagging, wiggling, beautiful Labrador retrievers. And he simply said the word and they all jumped out and they sat at his feet at attention. He said, come, and they came. They walked right behind him as he walked to our backyard and in his hands he had some, some toys or ducks. I don't remember what they were, but James trained those dogs for field trials. And he was about to put on a show like I had never seen before. He called one of those dogs to him and he took three of those little decoys and he threw them to the three furthest corners of my yard. And then he leaned over to that dog and he just whispered in her ear. And then he gave her a little hand signal and off she went. She went to the far left corner and she found that decoy and she brought it back and dropped it at his feet. She went to the middle of the yard and found the second one and brought it back and dropped it at his feet. And she went to the right-hand corner of the yard and she was looking for the decoy and she couldn't find it. And she just looked back at James and he gave her a little hand signal and she turned around. She found it immediately and came back and dropped it at his feet. He rubbed her and, and told her what a good dog she was. And then he told her to sit and she sat right beside him. And then he called the next dog and he did the same exercise with the next dog and then the next dog. And he did it over and over and over until I finally, so fascinated by, I looked at him and I said, do you do children? He just laughed. And at the end of that exercise with those dogs, oh, he got down on the ground and he just wrestled and loved them and played with them. And I saw what a beautiful, wonderful relationship it was. Those dogs were functioning at the highest level they could function because they had learned obedience to the master. They had abundant life, much better than my little disobedient Tuffy who thought she was free but always had to be confined Folks, the Lord doesn't give us his principles to hem us in. He gives us his principles to set us free. And living in the wealth of the promises is always linked to living in obedience to the principles. Joshua, be strong and courageous when life is changing because the promises of God are true and the principles of God are sure. But the last thing to look at is the presence of God. The promises of God are true. The principles of God are right. And the presence of God is sure. 
Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. There it is for the third time. Do not fear or be dismayed. Do not be afraid or be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. For the third time, Joshua is being told, have I not commanded you? This is not a suggestion, Joshua. And remember, I said all of Joshua is framed in military verbiage. This is a superior officer giving a verbal communication to a subordinate. God is talking to Joshua and Joshua is listening to the one with authority. The one with authority has commanded, do not fear or be dismayed. That word dismayed is an interesting word. It means a breaking that demoralizes and finally causes panic. Be strong and courageous, Joshua. And in essence, he is saying, don't crack under the pressure. Don't crack under the stress. When life is changing, when we are out of control, there is this tendency to panic and to feel so stressed about everything around us. And and God is saying, I'm commanding you. I'm not suggesting. You must be strong and steadfast, not because you have great courage and great faith, but because I am a great God. Be strong and steadfast in this. The Lord is with you wherever you go. And again, this is Lord in capital letters. It is Yahweh. This is a God who has a relationship with you. You are his chosen prize. His eye is on you. You're the apple of his eye. He loves you. He is not going to abandon you or or leave you. He gives them this great encouragement. He's not a passive observer. He's not a silent observer partner. He's active. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us to go with us wherever he takes us. Will life be hard sometimes? You bet it will. Will there be battles? Of course. (laughs) Will it be exhausting and frustrating? Yes. Isaiah 43 verse 2 and 3 says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. It doesn't say if you pass through the waters. It says when. There there are going to be things that happen in your life that are uncomfortable, that are out of your control. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. And when, not if, but when you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Now, when I look at that verse, I ask myself some questions. When you walk through the fire, when you walk through the flood, but the fire burns. Yes, it does burn. And the rivers do flood. This is not a promise that no bad thing will happen. There will never be hardships. It is a promise that God's presence is with us and there are no eternal consequences to the bad things that happen in our lives. God is not going to remove himself from us. He is not going to say, oh, sorry, you just fell short in this thing called life and, and now your eternal reward is gone. There are no eternal consequences. Our relationship is unscathed in the difficulties of life. The presence of God is sure. When Dana, my late husband, and I moved to East Tennessee, we were just amazed at the beautiful, great Smoky Mountains. We would leave our house and we would drive across a plateau and I would make a left turn and go down into this valley on our way to church. And making that left turn down into the valley, you would look out and have this panoramic view of those beautiful Smoky Mountains. 
I lived there for 13 years and I, I never got tired of that view. And every time I made that turn down into the valley, I just gasped when I saw the magnificence of those mountains. But I lived there long enough to make some observations. When I'd come across that plateau and make the left turn down into the valley, in the spring and in the fall, when the temperature was changing, there would be a fog and that fog would rise and, and I couldn't see the mountains clearly. In the summertime, those mountains lived up to their name and they truly were the great smoky mountains because the pine trees and the, the heat create this haze and this fog. And I'd come across that plateau and down into the valley and, and I, I couldn't see the mountains because of that summer haze. And most certainly in the wintertime when the snow clouds and those dreary gray clouds would just hang around for months and I'd come across that plateau and down into the valley and I'd look out and oh, I couldn't see my beautiful mountains. But I learned, I knew, I was confident in the fact that no matter if there was fog or haze or snow clouds, the mountains were still there. It was just my view of them that was temporarily obstructed. Folks, sometimes when life is changing, things are moving so fast, when our lives are invaded by things we did not invite into them, we, we lose our focus. We can't see God in the everyday things of life. But His promises are still true. His principles are still right. His presence is still sure. Whether there's fog or haze, clouds, whether there's confusion or conflict or change, God is a faithful, unmovable, unchangeable God who loves you, who has a plan even in the craziness of life. And he is saying to you, as he said to Joshua, be strong. And courageous, not because you're strong, but because I am. God is. His promises are true. His principles, they're right, no matter what season of life you're in. And rest assured, his presence is always there with you. It's sure. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you're encouraged. I hope you know in the fast-moving, changing world that we live in, God has his hands on your face. And he said, I'm right here with you. Be strong. Be blessed.